Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I am Jason Brubaker. I'm talking to you from Los Angeles, and I am so awesomely happy that you've taken some time out of your life to listen to me. In our short time together, I'm going to share with you some tips and tactics so that you can get closer to your filmmaking goals. Today, I want to talk to you about your biggest filmmaking challenges. I know what they are. You know, the other day I asked, I reached out, um, I, and, and please, if you're not part of, of my inner circle, become part of my inner circle. I'm on Twitter like you can't believe all day long. Um, it's pretty disgusting because I, I figured it out. If you're still trying to figure out Twitter, here's what it is. I assume you have Facebook. And you know when you post an update on Facebook and, and your friends see it and, and they, 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 they respond and they leave comments? Well, that's what Twitter is except you instead of leaving comments to your friends and your friends are responding, it's the entire world of people on Twitter, which means that the entire world is your friends. Um, and, and we'll get to that. Uh, you can find me, I'm at, at symbol, you know, um, Jason Brubaker LA. That's my Twitter handle, Jason Brubaker LA. Um, so anyway, the other day I reached out to Facebook and Twitter. I got a filmmaking stuff page on Facebook. Join me there too. Um, and reached out to the community. I was like, Hey guys, can you describe your biggest filmmaking challenge? And then minutes later, it was clear that the most glaring obstacles and the independent filmmaking community revolved around two things, and I bet you can guess what they are. Film finance and movie distribution. Now, that seems absolutely right to me because i got to tell you, just like you, you know, there was once a time, and frankly, I was thinking about it the other day. It's been like 14 years since I started in this whole trek. Um, and I, and I, 14 years, it's crazy. Um, you know, and there was a time back then when I, I literally had no idea how, um, film finance worked, independent film finance in particular, had no idea how you would even make or market or distribute a movie. And I can remember spending countless hours, just like you're probably doing now, where you're reading everything you can get your hands on. Um, and if you're like me, you're probably figuring out that most of the filmmaking tools out there sincerely, like they let you down. Um, for me, none of them helped me when I was reading all that crap out there. None of them helped me overcome um, these filmmaking challenges. So what I decided to do is I wanted to put together um, um, some tips that you can utilize, and that's what I'm going to discuss with you over the next few minutes. Um, so I decided um, back in the day that I, that I really wanted to learn the real tactics of getting your movie seen and selling. It actually took me moving to New York City, working alongside an independent producer. This was long before I made my first feature film, and this was long before I got involved um, professionally in movie distribution, where if you're listening to me for the first time, I've spent the last five years helping filmmakers make, market, and importantly, distribute and sell their movies. So let's address the first challenge. Your first filmmaking challenge which is film finance. Um, now, <laughs> you know that you need money, and you need money to make a movie. So here's your challenge. <laughs> it's obviously to go out there and find the money. 
So if you if you go back and you read any of these books, or you are you are you become like a member at one of these fancy sites that promises you the world, um, the solutions that you always find they they almost always involve some sort of really complicated farm pre sales deal that you think you need, and because you don't know how to do that, you spend years trying to figure out how to do that. But what you don't realize is you haven't climbed the ladder enough to have all the connections and personal relationships to make that even worthwhile. So. Let me just uh, save you some time right now. Don't mess with foreign pre-sales until you have solid relationships and a track record. Um, but the other ridiculous scenarios that I was here is, hey, if you if your team doesn't have access to, to uh, important Hollywood heavyweights, then you should hire a seasoned producer to help you raise the money because they have the connections and the relationships. And I'm like, duh, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? So why don't you do that? Why don't you just uh, why don't you get together $100,000 and just go hire a seasoned Hollywood producer to help you package a movie? Now, I'm not saying it's not possible, okay? It's possible. But it is one of these things that I guarantee you if you take that track, you're going to wait a really long time to actually get your movie made, Right? So the next thing that they tell you to do is you got to go out and find somebody with disposable income. Like they just have income they need to dispose of. Um, and the, the typical example is always ask the doctor or dentist if they're going to help you invest in your movie. Now, I'm sure you've heard that. It, it's crap. And, and I'm also sure that you've probably gone out and you've read all these books on crowdfunding and you've now figured out that crowdfunding is awesome. Or you've hearing of some of the, some of the new sites that, that are emerging like Slated. Slated.com. Very interesting site. Check it out. We're still, you know, I'm not going to discount, you know, for, for years. Um, I've worked and supported Indiegogo. So I know those guys very well and they're good people. And crowdfunding is real and it's awesome. But it is not easy. And I think if there's one takeaway here with film finance, it's not easy. Anybody that tells you that it is, you know, they're full of it. Now, if you do go the crowdfunding route, um, there's a great guide out there. Uh, it's the, do a Google search right now for the Indiegogo field guide. That gives you, they actually base that on their statistics of um, projects that actually achieve their goal. And they came up with a couple strategies that you need to employ in every one of your crowdfunding campaigns uh, to help you. Um, but all of that aside, crowdfunding's great. Again, it takes some work. But all the other stuff that I was telling you about earlier, like the dentist and foreign pre-sales and trying to hire like some executive producer that's going to help you uh, shepherd your movie in, like all of that is like really good stuff. If I told you that, you'd walk away feeling for like five minutes that I gave you some really useful information, and then you'd be like, oh my gosh, how the heck do I even take those first steps? So um, without getting overly ridiculous... I want to supply you with a non-magical solution to film finance. And, and again, I did not say easy. What I'm about to share is not easy. And I'm sorry. Now, if you, don't, if you do not like a challenge, then I urge you to choose another profession. Or, if you'd like, go out and buy another filmmaking book or join another membership site that promises you fame and fortune. Uh, that's just not me. Because I know that stuff's just going to leave you high and dry. But for those of you willing to do the work, and yes, I'm talking to you, 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 you are an entrepreneurial filmmaker. So let me give you some steps for raising money. Um, step number one is write or acquire a great screenplay. At this point, that is and should be obvious, but my gosh, I've talked to hundreds of filmmakers that have still figured out how to make a crappy movie 
and that movie would have been so much better if they wouldn't have settled for a crappy script. Crappy movies are a result of crappy screenplays. There's really no way around that. A badly, poorly written movie is never going to get better until you fix the script. So write, step number one, write or acquire a great script. And I'll go over these uh, when I'm finished as well. I'll review all these. Step number two, break your script into a schedule and budget. Break your script into schedule and budget. You need to schedule your movie first so that you can take that schedule and put it in a budget. Um, there's lots of software out there. The industry standard would be Movie Magic if you like, um, you know, and, and that, that is software that's been around forever. And I, I want to give you something else. I, recently, I, I became involved with, and I'm an affiliate partner. They pay me to promote there. That's my full disclosure. Um, but there's a, there's a company out there called Lightspeed EPS. You can do Google for that. Or you could simply use, um, I, I set up a, a, a link. It's actually IndieProductionTool.com. IndieProductionTool. Boy, I can't talk. IndieProductionTool.com. It'll redirect you over to Lightspeed EPS. They'll know that I sent you. Um, they'll, 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 they'll credit me uh, in terms of referral income. That does not affect your purchase price whatsoever. Um, but I actually think it's free uh, for smaller projects. You'll have to go in there and look at the schedule. But anyway, uh, Lightspeed EPS, great company. It's run by these gentlemen, Jim and Bruce. And they've been nothing but awesome. I mean, they're the most humble, um, customer-oriented people that – they just make life – at least in this town, the people that I meet, these are, these are good people. Um, so I give them a full recommendation. But again, you know, full disclosure, they do pay me to promote. Um, with that said, the reason, what you do is you take your movie, you put it in one of these software programs. Uh, you create for yourself, you create uh, a schedule. And the reason why you create a schedule is you're going to take the information in your schedule and then you're going to put it into a budget. And the reason you do that is because it leads you to step number three, which is that budget is going to be used in your business plan. So step number three is create a business plan that outlines how you're going to make, market, and sell your movie. So distinctively, what I want you to add to your business plan that most filmmakers always forgo or they don't uh, create the details or they don't go into any detail um, is the part about how to market and sell the movie. Everybody talks about how to make a movie in their traditional business plan, right? We get it. You're going to make a movie. You're going to spend all this money and you know where it's going to be spent. You have a budget, but you don't budget anything for, for marketing, sales, and distribution. Why? Because you're still thinking that somebody's going to come along and write you a million-dollar check. Admit it. Well, as, as you're about to hear from me, that, that rarely happens. So just take my word for it. Right now, step number three, create a business plan that outlines how you're going to make and, importantly, market and sell your movie yourself. I'll give you some tips on that in a little bit. Um, you want to – step number four is you got to have a lawyer for this stuff. you got to have a lawyer. Take your business plan, and then out of the information that you have on your, your budget – um, your business plan, you're going to take and, and have a lawyer draft something called a private placement memorandum. And that's actually going to talk about the investment. Um, mostly it's going to outline the risks. Hey, Mr. Investor, you're going to give me some money here. Odds are pretty good. You'll never see a return on this investment. You understand these risks, but let's, let's rock and roll and do some business together. That's really what a private placement memorandum does. And then step number five, of course, is you go out um, you approach prospective investors and you ask them for the money. Now, I know what I just broke down, which is the entire film finance process. You know, the five basic steps, once again, is write or acquire a great script, break your 
script into a schedule and budget. Step number three is create a business plan that outlines how you're going to make market and importantly sell the movie. Step number four is you hire a lawyer to draft a private placement memorandum. Step number five is you approach prospective investors and ask for the money. So everything that I just outlined in those five basic steps, frankly, it could take you, it could take you weeks. If you're really aggressive, it could take you months if you're pretty aggressive. It could take you over a year or more to get your movie fully financed. So at this stage, you know, one of the things that you have to ask yourself, and it's a huge challenge for all of us, is you got to decide if you want to keep going on that particular project. And if you're like most entrepreneurial filmmakers, I'm sure you have other movie projects that you'd love to do just uh, almost equally. Um, so if your if your blockbuster appears to be too daunting of a task, once you go through these steps, you're going to figure that out pretty quickly. And then you can decide if you want to set that blockbuster on a shelf, save it for another time to where you get uh, further in your career. Um, and maybe now you can focus on making smaller movies. Um, I, I personally think it's better, and, and this is me and, and other people disagree, but I personally think it's better to make one small feature and have that under your belt, then wait a gazillion years to get your one big blockbuster made. Now, I know that contradicts the other business thought, which, hey, you're going to spend two years working on a small movie. You may as well make a big movie. Well, if that's you, you know, go for it. But you can decide what scope and scale you want to work in. Um, I love, I, I happen to love micro budget movies. And the reason I do um, when we get to the distribution side is because you have uh, the ability to create uh, tremendous value and, and frankly profit margins uh, if you handle it correctly. But anyway, regardless of the scope and scale of your project, you know, the big thing is most prospective investors are going to want to know how they're going to benefit from your movie. Um, if you've been listening to these podcasts for a while, uh, you know that I got together with Tom Malloy. He's a film finance expert. Um, I, him and I got together a few weeks back and we created something called the, the Film Finance Guide. You can check that out at filmfinanceguide.com. Um, but the basic thing that we, that, you know, to remember, um, and Tom talks about this in, in a lot of detail, is that each prospective investor is looking for a different payoff. So some people, some of them want a financial return, okay? And those are your nerdy investor types. But some people, you know, they've worked hard their entire lives. Now they're pretty wealthy. Uh, some are very wealthy. I once met with a car dealer who had $60 million, and he, and he turned to me and he's like, what am I going to do with that? And I'm like, how about make a movie? Um, <laughs> some people, you know, have more money than they know what to do with and they just want to get involved in the movies um, because they've always been attracted to the arts. So they know that at least on some level your movie may or may not create profit, but you, if you want to have a sustainable career in movies, you got to start thinking about some of this stuff. And, and like I said, in a few minutes, we'll get to distribution. We'll talk about it. Um, when you get one of these meetings, and, and the meeting is pretty simple, um, but it's not easy. It's simple, but not easy. Simply speaking, tomorrow what you do is you, is you go out, um, you talk to some friends about, hey, who, do you know any rich people in this town? Um, where I grew up, we knew about the car dealer that I just mentioned. Uh, there were some other guys that had some other popular big businesses in our hometown. And I, I frankly, you know, my, I, I really didn't know what I was doing back in the day. Um, so I just called up their businesses. Um, I got their, I got their, uh, their assistant or their secretary. And I'm like, hey, I'm Jason Brubaker. Uh, at the time, you know, it was 14 years ago when I was having these uh, calls and, and still trying to figure everything out. But I was like, I'm a young entrepreneur. I, I, I have a, a 
business uh, proposition. I'd like to speak with so-and-so about it. Um, could you kindly give him this message? And, of course, uh, you know, I got a return call, and that got the meeting. And so when you go into the meeting, you let them know what you're going to do, what your idea is. But you do more listening than talking. And for those of you who watch Mad Men, Don Draper's really, really good at painting a story. And he's really good at, at tapping into the other sales secret, which is people don't buy based on facts. They buy based on emotion. Now, you still have to have the facts to back it up. We're not here to rip anybody off, but it's important that if you do more listening than talking, you're going to figure out what those emotional points are, and you're going to be able to figure out from that what the investor wants, and then you're going to be able to, to, to work that into your sales narrative um, that can ultimately lead towards a, a payday for you. So in all, these, in all of these scenarios that I'm mentioning, investors, you know, they're likely going to ask what your plans are for marketing, sales, and distribution. Not to harp on it, but that happens to be my skill set. Um, <laughs> and, and so the, obviously that leads me to address, you know, one of the bigger parts of the filmmaking challenge, which is distribution. Now, oh, gosh, you know, I get so aggravated with all the BS that's out there. I was just at a, an event. Um, where I did a bunch of panels and talked to a bunch of people in distribution. And anymore, like the whole – the whole, I work in movie distribution. I, I approach filmmakers when I'm not doing these wonderful podcasts. Um, I, I go out and I give talks. But, but part of it too is I'm the manager of acquisitions for a company that's funded in part by William Morris Endeavor. Our company is called Chill, right? So just for credibility's sake, that's what I do during the day. Um, and I go out to these events and I look for filmmakers that have movies that would like to get them uh, seen and selling. And we start having conversations. And, and it doesn't take long to realize that some other traditional distributor um, already got to them and convinced them, at least in their mind, that it is still 1995 and multi-million dollar deals still exist. I'm not here to, again, I'm here to be an optimist, but there's something you got to know. There, Yes, yes, there was a time when film distribution required somebody going out and picking up your movie. In exchange, they would give you a tremendous outlay of cash. Those, um, The cash outlay was often referred to as an upfront cash advance or a minimum guarantee, and those days are over. Okay, there's thousands of filmmakers that are picking up their HDSLR cameras that they bought for a couple thousand dollars and they are making movies. And those movies, although a lot of them leave much to be desired, they are flooding the market. We're talking about cheaply produced backyard indies flooding the market. And coupled with that is we're on the demise in terms of DVD distribution. Um, all of that's been replaced by VOD distribution. There's still an opportunity out there for foreign sales in certain territories. But you, what you got to realize is in a few short years, people are going to realize that it's the World Wide Web and you can access a .com address from anywhere on Earth. And right now they try to do this stuff called geoblocking. It's absolute BS. The reason why it's BS is you can go, if you're nerdy enough, type in the words proxy server, and you can convince any computer that you're actually um, uh, residing in any country and redirect it so that if you go to a geoblock country, you could just come through a proxy server, and now the country thinks you're actually in that country, and they will serve up content. Ah, oh, 
Ah, it's so wacky out there. And I get it, right? Because you got these traditional distributors. They still pretend it's 1995. They don't want to admit that the avenues to the market, they want to, They want you to believe that the avenues to the marketplace are still limited. And they hold the magic key. They can get you special placement at iTunes. They can have a faster delivery to Amazon. They can get you whatever on, on cable VOD. And I'm telling you, everybody has the exact same narrative. You listen to those pitches and you listen closely. They're going to be like, well, I've been in the business for 50 years. I can do much more than that other guy over there and this guy at iTunes. Look, all roads lead to the guy at iTunes, and everybody knows him. I'm Facebook friends with the guy, and we've never met, but we've exchanged emails and phone calls. There, I know the guy at iTunes too. But the problem here with this is it's a commodity. Distribution has become a commodity. And getting into iTunes, getting into Amazon, getting onto my company Chill, or any number of other VOD outlets – Here's the secret. It is simply a matter of choosing uh, a company called an iTunes-approved encoding house. Um, one of them that, that we work with in my company is Bitmax. Um, you can give them a call, B-I-T-M-A-X, uh, for your Google search. Give them a call. Ask for a gentleman named Jay. He will help you get your movie on iTunes. And that's it. You know? Um, it's, it's not a secret. And I, and I cover a lot of this stuff. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about this, my, my, uh, my approach to distribution and marketing movies online, um, visit my site, uh, howtosellyourmovie.com, howtosellyourmovie.com. And I'll give you these resources at the end. I've mentioned two the, or three thus far. Um, but here's the bottom line. You no longer need a traditional distributor to grant you access into these coveted marketplaces, especially... If the offer they're giving you is no good, and what's a no good offer? An offer, if, if they're going to say that you got to give us an exclusive deal, then you either need an upfront cash advance, minimum guarantee, or you need them to do some sort of ad spend or at least uh, assure you that, you're gonna, that they're going to do their part in terms of social networking. Um, but you need actual metrics. Like, who cares if somebody has 30,000 Facebook friends um, if all... If all of their friends are other filmmakers or other clients, how is that going to help you with your movie about zombies or cigars or skateboarding? What, they're just going to market your movie to their Facebook friends, of which they have all these other filmmakers? Give me a break. Oh, and that's the kind of stuff that just baffles me. And, and why do you fall for it? You fall for it, filmmaker, because you're exhausted. You just made a movie. And you did. You, you broke my rule. You never came up with a sales, marketing, and distribution plan for your movie. You just thought that somebody else would take care of that. And now what do you got? You got the prospect of either taking a crappy deal, which you and I both know will never generate you any money, or you can empower yourself. And get your movie seen and selling in the same popular marketplaces that these middlemen that just want to bottom feed. You can get your movie out there. You don't need to lock it up for 15 years. You don't need to give away your rights. Keep those rights. Make something of yourself. So anyway, here's your steps to distribute your movie. Oh, man, what a, what a day, huh? You got to create a marketing plan and a launch strategy. And again, as a reminder, if, I, if I'm catching you early enough in the process or you're moving on to your next movie, this should be part of your initial business plan. Step number two is you get your movie into the popular video on demand platforms. Talked about that earlier, but you got Amazon out there, you got iTunes out there, and thankfully you have the company I work for, which is Chill, funded in part by William Morris Endeavor and Kleiner Perkins. 
you can uh, do your research out there. Step number three is come up with an advertising strategy that pays for itself and proves and, and provides a profit. Um, I'm going to segue here and I'm going to try to make it brief. Everybody emails me because they want VOD projections for the business plan so that they can prove to an investor that VOD movies actually make money. And it is the wrong focus. It's going to look great on paper. Sure, you can go out and find like, you know, um, uh, what is the name of that movie? There, there was that movie done by the Polish brothers. Um, oh, for Lovers Only. Check that out. It was one of the highest grossing VOD films on iTunes. And, and you can use that as part of your projection. Right? I think it made over $400,000. You can use that as part of your projection to prove a concept. But that has nothing to do with how your movie is going to perform. And therefore, I say it's absolute BS for your business plan. Instead, what you need is something called a conversion rate. In your business plan, you've got to figure out how much it would cost you for a pay-per-click ad. You would need to know who your target audience is, how much it would cost you for that ad, how much to run that ad. And then you would have to figure out what... You know, let's say you send 100 people to your website, what percentage of those people actually buy the movie? And does that purchase justify the expense? Does it pay for itself and give you a profit margin on top? That's called a conversion rate. And you need to come up with a conversion rate that you can put in your sales, marketing, and distribution plan so that every time you spend $100, you end up making a profit. I don't know what that profit is. For some of you, it might be, you might make a, a $200 profit. For other people, you make a $10 profit. But as long as you're making profits, you can repeat that over and over and over and over and over, and you're making profits. And because you have a digital download and you're not using, um, you're not, you know, you're not shipping DVDs or doing any of that kind of crazy stuff. Um, hey, man, you know, you're not shipping physical goods. You're just putting money out there on advertising. The advertising is paying for itself. You're making enough money through your sales to have a profit. You just keep the process going and going and going and figure out a way to scale up. That's the movie business that you need to focus on. So quit asking people for VOD sales projections. They don't work. Okay? They're not going to help you because it's bull—it's BS. So I know I, I oversimplified a lot of this stuff. So if you want more information, go to howtosellyourmovie.com. Um, we actually, uh, through those packages, you actually get phone time uh, with me. I think that's where people derive the most value, where we actually look at your movie and figure out what your strategy or, or a strategy or we explore some strategies for your particular movie. So, again, your filmmaking challenge with distribution, again, is creating that strategy that makes sense for your movie if I can get you before you go into production, that's the best time. Um, because, again, you, you're going to have to move enough units of your movie to show a profit. Otherwise, you're going to be operating at a loss. Nobody wants to lose money. And the reason why nobody wants to lose money, because that is not a real sustainable business. If you want to lose money, just put in a, send it to me. Just send me, send me your money. I, I would rather you do that than go out and operate at a loss. It doesn't make any sense. So if you're like most filmmakers, you know, you want me to prove that video-on-demand distribution works. <sighs> Again, you know, a savvy investor is going to see these projections as fluff. And again, it, it's just like, uh, I, I don't even want to go there. So... Reiterate, more important than any VOD sales projection is figuring out how you're going to leverage your VOD sales to sell more movies. So you take the money you earn on each sale and you put that towards advertising that helps you sell more movies. You're going to need somebody that understands 
AdWords and internet advertising, and I got to tell you, that can be a money pit. Um, it may be very well, worthwhile for you to start looking for um, uh, consultants out there that know their way around AdWords as well as Facebook advertising. Um, but again, if you, if you can figure out your formula, you know, one of these old-fashioned direct mail formulas, you send out uh, 100 postcards and 1% one, 1 buys, you know, this kind of thing, it, it can serve as an awesome starting point for actual scenarios that you can utilize in your business plan and your savvy investors will thank you for it. So to, to kind of recap our talk, and, and I'm, again, I'm, thank you so much for taking time. I love being able to share this stuff with you. I'm so passionate. Um, you know, I, I, over the years, and I've been doing this for almost five years now, I've worked with hundreds of filmmakers. And it feels so good when I get those emails and they're like, and I, and I, you know, I'm, let's be honest, I'm human. And sometimes it surprises me because I'm not even sure if you're listening to this. I mean, for all I know, I'm just speaking into the, into the, into the great abyss or you're listening to this 40 years later and you found this in some archive and it's like, I'm a, I'm a guy talking to you from the past. That would be weird. I don't want to go there. It's too science fiction-y and, and it's been a long day, but here's what I'm happy about. I'm happy when I become part of your testimonial when you write me and you're like, Jason, thank you so much. This really helped me achieve my goal. Or, or the fun ones are when, Jason, um, I was part of this membership site for months and I didn't get anything out of it. And your real world tactics, I, I actually finished my movie. Thank you so much. Or, Jason, I almost went with this really crappy distribution deal. Then I heard your stuff, and I went out and figured out my own marketing, sales, and distribution strategy. And you know what? Uh, the company's profitable. I want to hear that. I want to hear from you. I want to hear that you've taken time to plan both your financing and distribution strategy. I want to hear from you that you are an entrepreneurial filmmaker, that you think of yourself as your own mini studio. You don't need me. You don't need Hollywood. All you need is you. You need to figure out how you're going to plan to make, market, and sell your movies. This is the best time to do it. You have the technological firepower to take your filmmaking dreams from anywhere in the world to the big screen. And the best part, you don't need to ask permission. But you do have to take action and you do have to take the work. So... It's been wonderful chatting with you. If you want some of the resources I talked about, um, uh, go to IndieProductionTool.com. Uh, Great scheduling program over there. They pay me to promote. Um, go to FilmFinanceGuide.com. That's the product I did with Tom Malloy. He's a great guy. He's actually done it. He's actually gone out and raised $25 million for his own movies in the guide. He tells you how to do it. And, and it tells you how to do what he has done, what he's actually done. And then you have me. I, I work every day in movie distribution, and I have a product over at howtosellyourmovie.com. Feel free to visit it. But as always, you don't need any of that stuff. What you really need to do is just, you know, you've listened to me long enough. Get out there. I, I hope you're inspired. I hope you're listening to me in your car. Maybe you're listening to me on a run. I know my voice is monotone. I know I'm talking a lot. Um, but listen, uh, I, I, I love you. All right, I don't know you personally, so that sounds a little cheesy. But I love your quest for trying to achieve the things in life that they said you would never do. And I believe that you can do them. Find me on Twitter, Jason Brubaker LA. Shoot me an email, Jason at Filmmaking Stuff. And above all, 
take action and make your movie now.